You're tuned in to Nerd Overload, your weekly show for video games, movies, TV shows, comics, tech news, and more. Now your hosts, Cody Pinnock, Samantha Cross, Sam Dunham, and Josh Harrison. Hey everybody, welcome to Nerd Overload, the pop and geek culture show that's in its 30s but is deeply considering picking up skateboarding again. I'm Cody. <laughs> I'm Sam. I'm Josh. And I'm Samantha. We have a great show for you this week. Thank you all for tuning in. We have a bunch of news to go over, but first, let's talk about some things we have been checking out this week while also doing sweet, sick ollies. I was going to say kickflip. 360 no scopes. I I don't know. 50-50 board slide. Grinding it. Into a pop shove it. (laughs) (laughs) And and unlocking Spider-Man. Yeah, yeah, and, and, and that's the, how you, and that's how you get Shrek on his skateboard. Yeah, yeah, the Doom Marine, mm-hmm. <laughs> Doom Doom Skater. <laughs> uh, all right, well, hey, I can go ahead and do my couple of checks real quick. So the first one is uh, not really a show or anything that I watched. Um, I wanted to mention I guest hosted on another podcast. Uh, last week. Oh, epi- yeah? Yeah, oh, yeah. Cool. The episode hasn't come out yet. It's on the uh, Teach a Dummy podcast. They, uh, they're they a bi-weekly. I think they're bi-weekly. They're just getting started. There are oh, They only have a couple episodes out, but it's uh, um, a couple friends of the show, BJ and Tim. You might remember uh, a couple months ago, we said we had a uh, live studio audience for one of our episodes. It was actually them sitting in and kind of learning the ins and outs of doing a show. And um, they, yeah, and they invited me on to teach them about podcasting. They had some questions because that's the whole premise of their show. They have kind of like an expert or something or the closest thing to an expert they could find in my particular case (laughs) and uh, to come on and kind of tell them about a uh, different um, just generalized topic. And yeah, they had me. I think you can safely say you're an expert. What do we what are we getting up on 500 episodes at this point? Uh, we're getting close to uh, we're getting close to three or four, I think. Yeah, three. Okay, three. Yeah, yeah we're getting close to three, which uh, it's that's about 200 more than I thought we were going to get if we're if, <laughs> to be honest. But uh, but no, they had me on to talk about podcasting and talked about everything from the technical end. Asked me about equipment. Asked me about uh, setting up Patreon. Just the whole. Shebang. Just everything. Yeah, the whole shebang. Uh, we ended up talking for about two hours, and it was a lot of fun. I was uh, I was really glad to be on their show. And uh, like I said, I don't think that episode has gone up yet. It might be another week or two. But uh, I'll let you know. I'll let you all know when when that sh- episode drops, because I actually go into the the hidden history of uh, Nerd Overload a little bit. So. Oh, cool. Yeah. So. Yeah, but it was it was a lot of fun. They have a really good setup over there, and uh, Tim and BJ are uh, they're they're a couple of good guys. So that was uh, that was pretty fun. The other thing I have actually kind of ties into that. It was kind of a, it was almost weird. It was kind of eerie. So um, I had spent some time with my folks earlier that day, and my dad had mentioned this uh, movie that he had just kind of remembered out of the blue that he had watched when he was in high school. It was called Colossus: The Forbin Project, and he was telling me about it. And uh, I said, it just it just kind of came to him. He might have watched like the last five minutes on like um, Turner Classic Movies or something like that. But I said, oh, yeah, yeah, I'll see if I can try to find it, you know, and, and went on and uh, got over to BJ's to record. And before we recorded, just apropos of nothing, he said, hey, listen, I got this movie. I found it on DVD. I watched it. 
I think you're going to love it. I'm going to let you borrow it. Hands me a copy of Colossus, the Forbin Project. That's weird. Yeah, right? Oh my God. <laughs> yeah, super weird. So, uh, so earlier today, I sat down and watched it, and they were both super correct. It was a great movie. So the premise, <laughs> so the premise of this movie is it's a it's a pretty standard premise. It's uh was made in around 1969, 1970, and and it's set in kind of not the future, but a time like a 70s where there's way more technology. And it's about this uh this doctor, Doctor Charles Forbin, who creates this supercomputer that is supposed to end all war. It's supposed to take care of. It's basically NORAD with a uh, um, with a brain essentially like it's supposed to combat threats to the United States and take over the defense and pretty much be a defense Skynet. mechanism kind of like Skynet and as soon as it get, gets kicked on it goes hey I found another one because the Russians you know Cold War the Russians had built a, a similar computer and the two computers start communicating and it's slow at first and then faster and then faster and then they develop their own language so the humans can't understand what they're communicating with <laughs> and then all of a sudden the computer starts taking over and starts threatening to release nuclear weapons if both governments don't bow down to it so that it could end all war because that it was its prime function and uh it was really kind of a real thinker of a movie it was a um, Definitely along the lines of like the uh, uh, fear of Cold War, fear of nuclear uh, retaliation, that sort of thing. But uh, and it was it had some comedic points, but it reminded me a lot of just kind of in tone, not so much in like uh, premise, but in tone of like Logan's run a little bit, just because it's that late 60s, early 70s, hard sci fi dystopian kind of the beginnings of a dystopian future kind of kind of situation it was really cool it's a really really fun movie it starred the the actor's name is eric braden have you ever seen the soap opera the brave not not the brave and the bold the uh, bold and the, the brave and the bold the brave and the bold <laughs> yes <laughs> but no like the um the bold and the, the bold beautiful and the bold and the restless yeah the yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Bold and the Beautiful. That sounds right. Well, what, yeah. whatever. Yeah. Um, there's like a German guy named Victor who's been on that show for like a million years. Oh, the Young and the Restless. Young and the Restless. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the guy Victor on that show is this scientist who creates this computer that gets a brain of its own and kind of takes over. And it kind of ends on a, on a down note. It's kind of a bummer of an ending. But... Uh, Highly recommend it. If you can find it, it is, it's really good. <laughs> huh. It sounds yeah. cool. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think I'm doing as good a job explaining it as I could. I mean, it's the, that is kind of the one thing with uh, movies from the sixties and early seventies. It is a little slow, but in this particular case, I think that slowness and deliberateness of the film kind of adds to the overall atmosphere of the movie. Um, Definitely worth checking it sounds out. Like, it sounds like it could be a Twilight Zone episode. It kind of, yeah. It's it's almost like a Twilight Zone episode stretched out. It's based on a novel, I guess. But uh, yeah, yeah, really good. Okay, I'm done. You guys you guys are up next. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. we, we, what was that movie we watched last night that was so bad? Was it, it was called like Extremity. I think it was Extremity. It was on Shudder. 
Okay. And it was it was about the you know those like extreme haunted houses. Um, where, no, like, I don't you, like. Oh, okay. Is it like a like, haunted house like from the nineties with the, like the backwards baseball cap and hyper colors? <laughs> You sign a waiver and oh. they basically torture you. Oh <laughs> yeah. yeah, okay, they can, yeah. Like, literally torture you. Yeah, and kidnap you. Yeah. And it was about it was about one of those, but it it goes wrong. Oh. And the the girl they pick up like kind of has like some past trauma and some mental is- issues, mm. and everything turns on its head and. The movie seems kind of exploitative and insensitive. <laughs> oh yeah, I was I was kind of telling by your uh, your tone there that uh, you might not feel too highly of it. No, no. To be fair, I fell asleep a little bit in the middle. Mm, mm-hmm. Always a good sign. <laughs> yeah, but uh, that that was more the movie's fault than mine. Sure. If, yeah, if it was entertaining, I wouldn't have fallen asleep. <laughs> <laughs> but like. It was written in a way where, like, it wasn't. It didn't have any sort of message other than, "Boy, this is pretty messed up, huh?" Oh yeah, oh, that's the worst kind. Yeah, worst kind of movie where there's nothing. That's just shock for the shock's sake, kind of. Yeah, and it deals yeah. with this woman's trauma of really heavy issues, but doesn't attempt to say anything about it. Oh. And it feels like it's just using this stuff to be shocking and which is not cool yeah that's uh that's not cool at all no yeah not to mention like she she ends up like killing the extreme haunted house people mm. and like it's just like well yes because she's crazy like no no that's, that's not cool yeah no <laughs> definitely doesn't sound like a uh a recommend on on no. this one no yeah. don't i I was just just kind of like randomly threw something on that was on Shutter, and it was not a good pick this time. Mm. There's plenty of good movies on Shutter, and this was not one of them. <laughs> I mean, we did watch it. We did watch a good movie on Shutter though too. I forgot about that. We watched The Changeling. It was uh, a movie from 1980. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Real uh, haunted house kind of movie. Mm. Uh, about a. A composer that moves into a historical house uh, because his family got killed in a horrible accident, like road accident. Okay. And when and while he's living in the house, he starts like hearing ghost stuff and seeing ghost stuff. And uh, a spirit in the house reveals a huge conspiracy to him about a local senator. And it's really interesting and really well done and good. Huh. Even though it is kind of old and a little slow. It's apparently a real classic. Like, I, I looked it up afterwards. It's, it's considered one of the better thriller movies ever made, I guess. Oh, cool. Which, I mean, it was really good. And it's apparently based on a true story. Like, down to a lot of the minute details, which is pretty wild. Because huh. it's a pretty wild movie. Oh, wow. Yeah, it sounds pretty good. So, yeah, there's your recommend. We've got <laughs> one bad and one good. <laughs> Oh hey, in the group chat, you've been talking about that uh, Jay and Silent Bob game too. A oh, that's bit. right. Yeah, yeah. That, it just it just came out like a couple days ago. It's a uh, Jay and Silent Bob's Mall Brawl, mm-hmm. which uh, I don't know. We've talked about how we feel about Kevin Smith these days. Yeah, uh, on the show a lot. 
Mm-hmm. But uh, this is one of the better ones. This is like the best thing, the best Jay and Bob related thing they've put out since, I don't know, Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a it's an NES style uh, beat-em-up along the lines of like a Double Dragon oh, or cool. River City Ransom. Mm-hmm. And it, it's actually like legitimately 8-bit, like it could run on an NES. It is It is an NES ROM, basically. Oh, really? Oh, wow. And it's actually really solid uh, little beat 'em up. Uh, with it's got an interesting mechanic where if you're playing single player, because of course you can do co-op where one person's Jay and one's Bob. Mm-hmm. But if you're playing single player, you can swap between the two, and the one you're not using slowly regains health over time. So you can strategically swap out your Jay and Bob. Oh, that's interesting. As, as you're playing through the levels, that's which really are smart. Just, like, chock full of like Vuesque references to everything for there's a lot of mall rats because it takes place directly after mall rats oh okay yeah i saw one of the enemies you can punch up is the is the easter bunny yeah you can beat up the easter bunny you can beat up a uh, movie suit like <laughs> mascot person uh-huh uh, you, you get to fight lafors the mall security guard oh nice um there's a couple throwbacks to the clerk's cartoon, even. Um, the, the pet store owner, whose name was Patrick Swayze, but he was voiced by Gilbert Godfrey. Oh, yeah. He's like one of the bosses. He busts out of the pet store on his horse named Point Break. <laughs> <laughs> and you have to fight him. Oh, that's great. And um, Leonardo, Leonardo and Plug show up just as regular enemies at one point. Well, that and sounds the, uh, that sounds awesome. And the, it's kind of spoilery, but the end boss is a Shadow Jay and Shadow Bob, who you fight, and then they do like the Dragon Ball fusion dance, mm-hmm. and turn into like a blob monster that looks almost identical to Dark Matter from the Kirby games. Oh wow! Yeah, that sounds it, super great. Yeah, I was surprised at how much I I actually liked it. And weird weird fact. It was made by the guy who used to do the very, very old, like, original proto-web proto cartoon Eskimo Bob. I don't know oh. if anybody remembers that. Ah, wow. I am not yeah. sure if es- I recognize that. It's like the oldest of the old web cartoons. Like, it predate- predates Homestar. Really? I, it's, I don't it was, think I've seen it. It was super simple. It was just like... An Eskimo guy punches a hole in the ground and pulls out a fish and then eats it and then burps. And that was the first episode. And they, they get more elaborate as it goes on, but it was it was the original web cartoon. Wow. That I really enjoyed as a as a kid, as a teenage preteen. But he's still knocking around apparently making NES games. Oh wow. Oh yeah, we watched oh, that. Solar uh, solar opposites. Yeah, did you watch that, Josh? I haven't watched it yet. No. Oh, you haven't watched it yet? Oh, I thought, well, we can't both talk about it now, but uh, I didn't like it. <laughs> <laughs> I thought about it, and I don't find. It's, it's yeah, I it's guess that's... It's not a... trying to be deep or anything, and it knows it knows what it's doing. Being, it's just... a, being a, a, a another Rick and Morty. Yeah. And it, and it is. It's Without the... feelings. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's a dumber Rick and Morty. <laughs> Not that Rick and Morty is, like, super smart, but, like, that's what it is. It's just, mm. even the one the one alien is just exactly Rick. 
Oh, sure. Yeah, I got that just from the uh, the trailers. He, he doesn't even do, like, a different voice, really. It's just, like, sometimes he says things in kind of an alien way is the mm. only difference between him and Rick. Do you think they're setting it up so that they could cross it over with Rick and Morty at some point and say that this is the Rick of whatever parallel universe? I don't know. I don't know if they can. Because this is, this is a Hulu, like, Disney joint. Oh, okay. Well, maybe not then. Huh. That's weird. That's weird to think that Disney owns it, but they do because they own Hulu. They own. They own everything. Yeah. I just. Yeah, you're right. It wasn't bad. Like it wasn't offensive, but it also wasn't like, oh boy, I gotta watch me some more of those. Because <laughs> we, we watched like maybe three, I think three episodes. But I don't. I, I, there's no need to like run out and watch it now. That's for sure. <laughs> like I keep. <laughs> I keep I keep seeing it every time I get on the Hulu, and I'm like, I don't know. I'm already I'm already in the middle of like a hundred things right now. Yeah, it, I mean it's it's not the worst thing ever. But watch something gross and violent. Yeah, which of course it gets gross and violent. Oh, of I course. Mean, that's what he does. Yeah. We've all watched Rick and Morty. We know exactly what we're getting. This just seems like it's him unbridled. Yeah. Uh, He's not being held back by, well, I don't know if held back is the right word. Reined in. Reined in by Dan Harmon. <laughs> yeah. And, like, the one alien is Rick, and the other one's, like, a undepressed Jerry. Like, a, an optimistic Jerry. Weird. Jeez. And he always has a different bad t-shirt on in every episode that just has some, like, dumb quote on it. Which is which is kind of funny. But not funny enough where I can remember what any of them said. <laughs> I mean, at least it's not like the joke in uh, of um, Brandon from uh, OKKO OK where his shirt changes uh, like with his emotions. Yeah. Or what's going it's, on. It's a lot like Early's hat in uh, Squidbillies. Ugh. Except I, not not hillbilly related. Man, I hate Squidbillies. Oh, I like Squidbillies. <laughs> All right. The, the, the baby death trap. Well, Josh, do you have any uh, check-ems for the... Let's see, I've been, I've been doing a few things. I've been playing Sunless Sea on my Switch. What is oh. that? Uh, Sunless Sea is like a top-down exploration type game with some like Cthulian kind of things, like there's madness and all kinds of stuff. But you're basically a, like a steamship in an alternate history Victorian time. Hmm. And... Um, you're sailing in London or around that area, but it's all different. Like London sank under the ocean like a long time ago due to like some supernatural event. And so like the world changed and everything. And, and you have to manage your fuel, your supplies. If you run out of supplies, you know, you might have to resort to cannibalism and all kinds of stuff like that. And you go to different ports and different places. You can either take people places, you know, do quests and whatnot. There's monsters and other ships you can fight. There's all kinds of stuff. Is it like a like a Sid Meier's Pirates type of no. thing or no? no? No, I wouldn't say that. Like I said, it's all top down. And actually, I had to look actually looked at the controls because I couldn't figure out exactly what I was doing. They don't really really tell you what to do when the <laughs> game boots up. And it sounds, uh, sounds neat though. Oh, it's interesting. You die a lot, and each time you <laughs> die, you have to start a new captain. And depending, you might lose your entire sea chart. Of like places you've discovered and stuff like that. Oh, so it's like a real roguelike situation. Uh, I, w- I wouldn't say it's quite a roguelike because 
like nothing's procedurally generated per se. Like the map's never different, but depending on what you did with your legacy of your previous captain, you might not know where to go. Like you might have to rediscover places. Hmm. You know, stuff like that. It's not bad. <laughs> Getting money seems to be a really hard thing to do in the game. Just like life. I mean, yes, gotta get, but gotta get that money. Like I said, like I'll like on a couple different playthroughs, or not so much playthroughs because I keep dying. I haven't accomplished a lot in the game. But yeah, but I've like I'm like my, I don't know, third or fourth captain or whatever, and it's like I'm learning more each what I'm supposed to do each time. But it's like, good lord. <laughs> but I know it's it's not a bad game. Uh, I picked up like the ultimate edition or whatever it is, where you get like the submarine DLC or whatever. I haven't touched that yet. Hmm. Have you played any Wild Wild West and Wizards yet? Oh no, I can't. I I saw you got it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what else have I been doing? Um, I'm watching uh, the Dragon Prince. Finally, I'm like five, six episodes in. The Dragon Prince. That is that the the Netflix animated. Yeah. 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 It's the one okay. made by the guys who did Avatar. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, that one. I watched a couple episodes of it, and I I didn't not like it. But I never went back. <laughs> I don't know. I couldn't tell you why. Yeah, I'm like, uh, I don't know, five, six episodes in or something like that. I mean, I like it. Some sometimes it's kind of weird to watch because it's got like got that that pseudo CG look to it. Mm, yeah. So it, people, but people move kind of funny. Yeah, it's got like a low frame rate. It's weird. Yeah. And then like, especially it gets really weird when you get to uh, Aunt What's Your Face, who only communicates in sign language. Hmm. But then like. But the paint, but the backgrounds are painted. Oh, nice! So, like, you get like this weird mishmash of its traditional traditional backgrounds, or at least they look like traditional backgrounds, with these weird CGI Ruby looking people. Mm. That's what it kind of reminds me. It almost reminds me of watching Ruby, just not as fluid. I've um, never watched that either, but mostly because the first episode is like a movie or something. Eh, kinda. <laughs> I, I liked Ruby. It's really good up until the point when the creator passed away, and then it's, I don't know, like, it, yeah. it, it didn't feel the same after that. They, they should have stopped, but they didn't. <laughs> yeah. I kind of played a little bit of Evil Genius uh, for an evening. Oh, that's the one you can get for free. Yeah, I don't know if you still can right now, but yeah. Uh, I grabbed yeah, that, it, that I think, the day before yesterday. Yeah, that base simulator where you're like a, like a 60s, 70s, era, like Bond villain era kind of thing. That sounds really yeah, awesome. Yeah, they're making it. Yeah, the whole reason it's free right now is because they're making a second one. Oh, cool. Okay, right on. Yeah, it's, it doesn't seem bad. Like you're constantly trying to like build your base and your secret base in the mountain or whatever, and you're, but you're also managing like your crime networks in the world to earn more money and whatnot. Mm. But you also got to like capture or kill investigators or agents from the world's policing organizations or whatever you want to call them. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Like the. Like, the Americans is called Patriot or something, and then, like, the Russians have Hammer. Mm. Like, there's, like, this whole world map kind of thing. Yeah, it's not, it's not, I mean, it's not bad. Yeah. Well, that sounds really of, cool. Yeah, I ran out of money, and I kind of hit a roadblock on what I could do, so I saved it, and I haven't gone back. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it, it's not free anymore. Oh, bummer. Uh, but the game is really old, so it can't be that expensive. Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad I grabbed it the other day. I must have just got in underneath the, the wire. It's 10 bucks. It's 10 bucks. Oh, okay. That's not bad at all. Yeah, that's not bad. Well, hey, let's go ahead and take a break here. And when we come back, we'll get into some uh, news. Nerd Overload is a show produced under the umbrella of a nonprofit organization, 
Marion Community Radio WZMO. To help with our fundraising, we have become a member of Patreon. What is Patreon? Patreon exists because when creators are paid, they can create more amazing things. Things that inspire us, teach us, challenge us. Things that make us laugh. Patreon is a membership platform that makes it really easy for creators to get paid. We're using the idea of patronage, which is actually a really old idea. Exactly, Jack. If it weren't for patrons, we wouldn't have Romeo and Juliet or Mona Lisa, Mozart, Shakespeare, Da Vinci. They all had patrons. What can I do to help Nerd Overload? Patrons set a monthly subscription-style payment for the level of membership they want. Where do I go? Thousands of creators and creative teams are using Patreon to run their business their way. So if you're a professional creator, start a page and give your fans the opportunity to become patrons. Patreon.com slash Nerd Overload now.
Hey, we're back. That was Superman by Goldfinger. I almost said Goldmember again, but... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so, uh, so Cody, why did we play that super sweet ska music other than because, it's super sweet ska music? we're from Holland and isn't that weird? Because <laughs> <laughs> they announced uh, they're doing a remaster of Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 and 2 that's coming out in September, I guess. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. Yeah, which is super great. Uh, yeah, I, that kind of that just came out of nowhere. I was like, holy crap. I was like borderline obsessed with these games as a teenager. Especially 2. Oh, man, I played so much 2. Oh, I, I played all of them up till like, I think Tony Hawk's Underground was the last one I really got into. Oh, yeah. That had that one had like a career mode where you created a character and like got to be, become a pro skater. That one was pretty cool. They're all pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember playing a little bit of Tony Hawk 1 and 2. Uh, not a whole lot. I didn't own them, but uh, I remember playing some of them, and uh, I remember liking them quite a bit. They're pretty cool. I mean, that kind of like started the whole huge push of like X game video games there in the 90s. Oh, yeah. 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 Like, like After like the big popularity of like Tony Hawk 1 and stuff, it was like, oh, man. Yeah, like the, Dave Mira's BMX and all kinds of stuff. Yeah, Dave Mira, uh, Bam Majera. Yeah, yeah. He kind of almost took over the Tony Hawk games towards he did. the end there. Yeah, yeah. With with his his brand of of comedy, <laughs> comedy, <laughs> comedy, punching <laughs> your dad. Yeah. His his brand of dad punching. Yeah, I remember that show. That was not. I didn't care for that one. That boy needs to respect his elders. <laughs> He's out of control. I can't remember anything about that show. Honestly. Oh, I don't. Now that, yeah. Now not. that I think about it. Yeah. Him, him punching his dad awake in the morning is the only thing I remember. Mm. Or just doing really awful things to him all the time. I feel bad for his parents. He's all the time. Like they built like a, he like over the overnight or something, built like a skate ramp in the house. <laughs> now, granted, I'm pretty sure that, Bam probably paid for the house that they live in. Yeah. <laughs> but but anyway, uh, the Tony Hawk 1 and 2, do you think they're going to add any features to it, or do you think they're just going to up it and just do a re-release that way? I mean, they're having like their, their you know, online stuff and whatnot. Oh, sure. Yeah, but it, which, which I don't it, think the originals had. No. And it, it, it's a full remaster. It's being done by uh, Vicarious Visions, the people who did the Crash Bandicoot remaster oh okay so it'll be pretty good then yeah they they nailed crash bandicoot so they should be able to do a pretty decent tony hawk actually they improved on crash bandicoot because they fixed a lot of the hitboxes and stuff of like platforms and whatnot i'm sure people would argue that one (laughs) (laughs) i mean (laughs) i thought it was fine i didn't have any problems with it but i'm sure like the really diehard like crash bandicoot like agdq runners would be like oh sure this hitbox is different, and it ruins my whole run. It put an extra three seconds onto my speed run of Crash <laughs> Bandicoot. Because I fell off of the rotating bridge when I'm climbing over the wall that did all the they, islanders have. Did, did, they do just, did they do just the first crash, or did they do uh, Nitro Kart 2? Uh, they did just the Crash 1, 2, and 3 okay. collection. The cart mm. one was by somebody else. But the cart one was good, though. The... Uh, Crash Nitro Kart is really fun and has those uncomfortably attractive Bandicoot women. (laughs) 
Oh man, that just reminded me of something else I watched. I watched uh, Beastars. <laughs> oh, oh Beastars. We're about halfway through Beastars. It's pretty good. I I actually like it. But we can talk about that later. Yeah. <laughs> this is a new That's- segment. We can try to finish it, and then we'll talk about it next week. Okay. <laughs> All right, well, hey, uh, let's move on from one game to another. So they announced earlier today, so we're recording this on Thursday, that Nintendo is going to be putting out another Paper Mario game, the next in the uh, franchise, the Origami Yay! King. And it had, like, a two-minute trailer that went along with it that looked really good. Yeah, like, conceptually and plot-wise, that was it's a really cool idea. Uh, origami seems like a natural like concept to to do in that franchise Mm -hmm. they were kind of like hinting at like a body horror kind of situation for these paper people yeah 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 it looks graphically looks a lot like the one that came out on the wii u that that nobody played because it was on the wii u uh which one was that one uh color splash oh yeah which which was a lot of paper and paint effects hmm and just an atrocious battle system that wasn't any fun, <laughs> which I'm hoping they fix this time. That's that's the only thing I'm worried about is like, like the writing looks good. It looks funny. The graphics are good. But like if it's anything like Color Splash and the 3DS one uh, sticker star, then we might be in trouble. Mm. Like I'm, I'm not convinced that it's going to be as good as it should be. Well, let's let's you know cross our fingers and hope i mean yeah um yeah i'm i'm cautiously optimistic i guess is the is oh. the way to look at it yeah that's a that's a really good way to, yeah that's a good way to put it but hey if it's as good as the first what the first two the first two are excellent yeah, they, yeah. they're some of the best mario rpg games that there are it's just it kind of lost its way with sticker star and color splash yeah, because uh, they had the, the Mario and Luigi games were coming out at the same time. Oh yeah, and, yeah, and they they felt the need they like we have to make this different in some way or why why does it exist? Right, and I got I could kind of see where they're coming uh, from now that the Mario and, like, and Luigi games are pretty much gone because there's no handheld they can go back to basics. And, uh, that and Alpha Dream, the company that made them, uh, went out of business. Oh, they did. See, I hadn't heard that. Okay, <laughs> yeah. Huh. Uh, the that uh, Bowser's Inside Story remake was the last game they made. Oh, okay, and, uh, okay. It didn't do so hot because it was on the 3DS. Yeah. See, I liked uh, I liked Dream Team, the one with uh, the million of Luigi's that would show up. Yeah. Like the Dream Luigi's. That, that yeah, was kind of cool. I love them. I love all the Mario and Luigi games. They're pretty good. Yeah. Well, hey, uh, let's go ahead and get this last uh, game news out of the way here. Um, what is this, what is this about uh, the Humble Bundle folks uh, starting a game studio? Uh, the, oh, a publisher. The, publisher. The people who okay. The people who do uh, Humble Bundle, which is like a game. It's a game store, and they do a lot of like for ch- uh, bundles of games you can buy on the cheap for charity. Uh, they they've been doing it for like I don't know ten years now. I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, but now they're they're just opening a publishing branch, so they're going to publish other people's video games, which makes sense. I mean, they're already selling games; they might as well uh, give people money to make games. Yeah, it seems like a natural com- uh, progression of uh, of their brand, I guess. So that's cool. That's cool. I'm curious yeah. to see what kind of games come out of this whole thing. Yeah, and they've already like dabbled in it a little bit in the past. There's a couple games that have been like. 
Humble Bundle exclusive and oh. Humble Bundle published. Yeah. The only one I can think of off the top of my head right now is that Cat Girl Without Salad Amuse Bouche that uh, they made with WayForward. Oh, yeah, that one. Which, I mean, that was a fun game. Yeah. Well, cool. Like I said, I'm I'm just curious to see what kind of games come out of this whole thing on down the line. I mean, it's just another player in the whole uh, Steam, Epic, Origin, you know, everything. Sure, but at least with Humble, it's um, some of it's going back to charity, so yeah, I feel a little well, better hum- about it. Humble will give you Steam keys, too. Oh, yeah. This is true. Yeah. This is very true. <laughs> All right, so let's move on to some other stuff here. Um, so Disney announced the next uh, release date for The New Mutants, the movie that seems to be in uh, Movie Purgatory. And has been for the last couple of years. They're now saying August 20th, I believe they said, they're going to release this movie. And uh, my question to you guys is, do you really think this is going to happen? <laughs> I think maybe you'll be able to see it in a theater with the six other people they let in the theater at the same time as you. That's fair. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's true. But, I just uh, don't know if people care anymore. It's been years since they finished production of this movie and it's just been sitting. So, yeah, I just don't think people care anymore. Like well, all of the that, actors it's like the last X-Men movie did not do well. Not really. At no. All. At no. all. And I don't know. What was the last honestly, one? Dark Phoenix? Yeah. Okay, so then the last two did not do well because Apocalypse was also kind of a garbage fire. <laughs> and it had such potential too. It really did. Yeah, it was coming out in after Days... What was it? Was it Days of Future Past? Yeah. Which was a great movie. And, yeah, that one was really that good. was awesome. But, you know what? Uh, I think they're going to have to release it because they can't film any new stuff. Right. Right now. Well, it makes me wonder what they're going to do. Like, now that Disney owns 20th Century Fox and it's like, are we going to get the X-Men? You know, what's going to happen? I think we are eventually going to see X-Men integrated into the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and I think that's going to be all cast, all brand new. And I really think the New Mutants, this movie, is going to be the last of the separate universe superhero Marvel movies. But I honestly think this... I don't think August 20th is going to be the release date. I think they're going to push it back again. Honestly, if they give it a theatrical release at all... I could see it getting pushed back into back into 2021. Probably, it's probably going to be a January film because we know January is where movies go to die. Yeah, but yeah, I, I did, d- didn't Black Widow get pushed to fall too. Uh, yes, I think that's November. So yeah, that one's that one kind of makes sense because if they release it uh, on or near Thanksgiving weekend, you have that long weekend for folks to come in and check it out and get a little extra cash, but new mutants. I have not heard anything positive about it and it's been on the shelf for so long that it has to be kind of not great. Otherwise they would have released it earlier. So yeah, I really think it's going to either get released uh, video on demand or have a very, very, very like two week limited theatrical release just to say that it got a theatrical release or get pushed back again to 2021. I really don't see it happening in August. I just don't. You can watch it in your self-contained quarantine pod. Yeah. In in 2024. Your hermetically sealed quarantine yeah. cube. Yeah, there won't even be screens anymore. Just everyone gets a pod. Yep. <laughs> it's a it's pod a with a with a VR headset in it. Mm-hmm. Oh God, we're gonna live in the uh, 
Ready Player One universe. No, it's it's no. the ma- it's the Matrix. It's the Matrix. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> You're right. It's the Matrix. If we're not already in it. Yeah. <laughs> Only instead of conductive gel, we're gonna be laying in pu- in puddles of uh, hand sanitizer. <laughs> Had to be clean. Had to be pure. Got to be clean and pure. That's right. <laughs> uh. I don't know. Like everything's so weird now that it, like the world is literally like has to change how we do things. Yeah, it's it's going to be at, at very least, at least for the time being. Gonna have to drag people kicking and screaming into into the different world. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's going to be really difficult to predict how things go, especially in media um, going forward, because these are unprecedented unprecedented times. I you just you, we just that, don't know. That's what the that's what the Hulu commercials tell me. Yeah. <laughs> no, every every day we have heroes shop at Walmart. <laughs> I just I don't want to go into the dark room with uh, twenty coughing strangers. I just it doesn't sound good to me right now. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna not be so at the hard moment. I mean, event- eventually we're gonna have to. Yeah. yeah, but not right now. I I, I don't want to. <laughs> I want to be able to we'll put it that way, <laughs> but it doesn't seem like a good idea. Yeah. I mean, until a vac <laughs> until a vaccine is developed, anyway. Hey, let's swing back towards media news and, and not uh, not the Current quarantine. Events. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, okay. So we got a couple of the DC Universe app shows that are going to be making their way to cable television stations. The Harley, the first season of the Harley Quinn cartoon is going to premiere on Sci-Fi coming up pretty soon. And the CW bought the first season, uh, which is only 10 episodes, but the first season of Swamp Thing which kind of leads folks to believe we might see more Swamp Thing down the road. Uh, what do you guys think of these uh, acquisitions? Hey, Swamp <laughs> Thing's not dying. Yeah. Did you guys watch any of that Swamp Thing? No, I, I should have because I like Swamp Thing. It's really good. It's really good. It ended on kind of a cliffhanger and uh, really, really good show. Ten solid episodes. I, th- I think the more people that see Harley Quinn, the better. I agree. Yeah, but I don't see how sci-fi can air Harley Quinn in its the way it's done. Well, here's the I thing. Mean, <laughs> the only thing funnier than cartoons using swear words is cartoons getting bleeped. So <laughs> if they make very loud, very obvious uh, censor- censorship beeps, that's gonna be that's gonna hit just as as funny. It's gonna hit just no, as well. I, I understand that, but I also but I'm also talking about like Harley Quinn is extremely hyper violent like it's i would say it's well no i guess cartoon network does have cartoon network they it's it's no more or less violent than uh venture brothers it wouldn't be they wouldn't air harley quinn as prime time but they would air it on their uh you know 11 to 2 a.m block which sounds sounds like a cop-out but that is all probably the best place for it that's um, where sci-fi is putting it. Like, I think eleven. Yeah, when it's going to be on. Yeah, so I think that's a perfect, perfect fit. And I mean, Harley Quinn. The acts of Harley Quinn's violence are Looney Tunes level. It's the reaction. It's the consequence of those cartoonish bouts of cartoon violence that are 
infinitely more realistic. Like shin bones poking yeah. out. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> like a cartoon hitting another cartoon with a giant hammer. That's classic cartoon. But the reaction, the response to that with the broken bone and stuff, that yeah. that's what makes it, that's what kind of turns it up. But again, putting it on like 11 o'clock or midnight and they're not going to run into any issues. I mean, yeah, but I'm actually more concerned. Watch Sci-Fi Channel anymore. Uh apparently some people do. I don't know. Apparently, some people do. Uh, the one that I'm concerned about is um, Swamp Thing on on CW. Swamp Thing. <laughs> there's stuff in that Swamp Thing series, uh, language and other stuff that I don't know how they would get around it on television. And yeah, and the CW is network TV. It's That's not network. Cable. Yeah. I don't know how they're gonna how how they're gonna do that. Plus, it's only ten episodes unless they're buying the character rights and they're going to do their own thing with it, which would be a shame. <laughs> they're gonna, they're gonna mean, do a, a Riverdale style. Oh God, a Riverdale style Swamp Thing. <laughs> uh. I I was more meaning that they're basically doing with Swamp Thing that they did with Supergirl. It was aired somewhere else, and then they picked it up, and they're making it their own thing. Right, but yeah. I'm saying there's only ten episodes, yeah. and the ten, oh, ep- yeah. and there are large swaths of those ten episodes that they would have to either heavily edit or cut out completely in order to air on a network station. And I don't know how they're going to do that. Yeah, but then again, I don't know. They bought the rights to Constantine. <laughs> they haven't done anything with the uh, the show, but they the character has shown up on a lot of their crossover stuff. They could do the same thing with Swamp Thing, and just say, oh, hey, yeah, it's all the same universe. I don't Apparently, know Riverdale gets gets pretty buck wild. <laughs> yeah, and that uh, that's very true. That is very very true. Yeah, I'm I'm excited to see what they do with it because that Swamp Thing series is very good. And yeah, they left a couple of uh, a couple of cliff, cliffhangers, and it was like one of the few non Sharknado things Ian Zaring did has <laughs> has done recently. He was he was uh um he was Blue Devil in that show. Uh, yeah. Which is cool, like the the failed actor turned superhero, which I mean, is very I'm, fitting. It's cool. Yeah. I, I'm excited for Swamp Thing getting more life because they didn't deserve what happened to them. Yeah, it wasn't their fault. It, it wasn't like the show was bad or anything. It got canceled. It got canceled after its first episode and had three episodes chopped off of its run. So that so the last couple episodes are very truncated. Yeah. Uh, the other thing that that might come out of this uh, when both of these news bits hit. Um, Griffin Newman, who played Arthur in the um, Amazon Prime show The Tick, uh, started tweeting about uh, how he would love to finish up the storyline that they had set out for The Tick. Um, He's been a real advocate for getting that show going again, and apparently everyone is on board to come back and reprise their roles. I'm so glad he's out there fighting for The Tick. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yeah, and to look at Twitter, there are a lot of people out there fighting for the tick. And I really, I hope it comes back again in some form. I, I love the tick. And I loved that uh, uh, most recent version of the tick. Yeah. Yeah, if if yeah, you have not watched tick. if you have not watched the Amazon tick, I suggest you stop what you're doing and, and remedy that immediately. Well, no, right, you, see, you, you got to finish the show first. You got to finish this show. You got about six minutes and then... <laughs> Okay, and then go go minutes. watch the ticks. The tick, yeah. Uh, wait um, six minutes, then pledge to our Patreon, and then watch the tick. And then watch the tick. <laughs> That's right. Yep. <laughs> All right. Um, 
speaking of uh, TV shows on uh, streaming channels, uh, we got a little bit of uh, Mandalorian news. Uh, the actor. Ooh, this is this is neat. This is pretty cool. So uh, the actor who played Jango Fett in the Star Wars prequels, um, I'm going to mispronounce his first name. I believe it's uh, Tamura Morrison. Tony uh, Morrison, Tony, I, I believe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but no, Morrison, he's going to be um, coming in as uh, Boba Fett in The Mandalorian as an aged Boba Fett. And... That makes a lot of sense because Boba is a clone of Jango Fett. It makes sense that he would look and act just like him with the helmet I mean, on. Yeah, they, they did have him redub Boba's lines from the original films for the special edition. Right, right. And I guess of he's. Of course he, they did. <laughs> he was also cast as uh, Captain Rex in something. Is it uh, Rebels or something along those lines? As one of the former, uh, one of the old clones. Yeah, Rex was in. Clone Wars. I don't remember who the clone voices were in that show. Okay, I'll look it up. Okay, because I I heard he's he was also cast to play Captain Rex in something. But anyway, yeah, I'm excited to see Boba Fett in the Mandalorian and see Boba Fett actually do something. Yeah. <laughs> because listen, Boba Fett is cool looking, but what did he actually do in the Star Wars films? He, he looked. looked- cool. He looks so cool. He doesn't have to do anything else. <laughs> he looked cool and then got eaten by a sand pit. There's no. He escaped. Well, well I mean, now now that's confirmed. Now yeah. it's confirmed. He escaped. That's true. That's that's very true. But no, this is good news for the Mandalorian. Now we know that. Uh, both... Did you did you see the other Mandalorian news? No. What is it? Katie Sackoff is going to play a live action version of Bo Katan, the female Mandalorian from. Uh, Rebels and Clone Wars. Oh, okay. Cool. See, I, I like Katie Sackoff. I'm not familiar she with her in that the show character. Too. Oh, really? Okay. Well, I'm not. Yeah, she... I'm not familiar with that character, so I guess that, that wasn't quite um, as exciting. She, she was kind of a villain in later of the original run of Clone Wars. Mm-hmm. She was part of the Death Watch mm-hmm. Mandalorian troop that Darth Maul kind of headed up. Um, but then she shows up later in Rebels. When they're when they go into that Mandalorian arc with the the dark saber and whatnot, they should get Sabine up in the Mandalorian. That would be nice. But yeah, uh, yeah. But she's going to be in Mandalorian also. Yeah, and didn't they also say Rosario Dawson's going to play um, Ahsoka? Yeah, Ahsoka. They're, yeah. Bringing all, they're bringing all kinds of these Clone War characters into our into our Mandalorian. Hey, great! I do it. That's I think that's that's awesome. I'm all I feel like it. we can thank uh, David Fellini, 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 about, uh, Filoni, yeah, Filoni uh, for all this. Yeah, since he's big time in the Mandalorian and did all the animated, animated stuff. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He did Clone Wars and Rebels. I don't know if he did Rise of the Resistance or whatever. I just don't watch that one yet. I I don't think so because I think it it's like a kiddie show. Mm. It's like the Mar- Marvel animated shows, ah, uh-huh. which I guess you know those Marvel animated shows are like they're like not bad, but they're also not good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, I did not realize that um, Django played Aquaman's dad. In yes. The Aquaman yep. That's that's right. Well, he was he wasn't in the movie much, but uh, yeah. yeah, that was that was him. Yeah. 
Yeah, but man, Mandalorian's gonna be so good. <laughs> it's gonna be great. I can't wait for the second season. Um, hopefully they can uh, start filming it here sooner than later. And uh, yeah, I'm ready for it. Have, I'm here for it. Have you guys watched any of the uh, Disney Gallery uh, Mandalorian documentary they have on Disney Plus? Uh, no, I haven't yet. It's pretty interesting. And we watched the first episode, and like, it, it was interesting to see all the different directors talk about you know, the show and why they did things the way they did. <laughs> oh, cool. Okay. Yeah. I'll have to check that out. That sounds really awesome. And it's got Taika Waititi and he's funny. Yeah. He's pretty funny. Did they talk to Werner Herzog? No, they didn't. Oh, but I only watched the first episode. I'm sure he shows up later. He wants to see the baby. He would like <laughs> to see the child. <laughs> I, I'm, you know, I'm really glad that like Disney is kind of putting like their, I don't know, their weight behind the Mandalorian. Well, it's the most successful Star Wars thing they've had since they took over the rights to Star Wars. Yeah, it's the first one they did. Re- well, Rogue One was Rogue good. One. Was Rogue good. One was really good. But <laughs> you can't really do a sequel to Rogue One because the sequel of Rogue One is A New Hope. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, they, you know, dirty dozen all the characters. Yeah. I'm just glad they are taking a chance on something Star Wars that is not a Skywalker related. Yeah. Uh, her, a, a, a homogenized movie product. Yeah. Yeah. They're taking <laughs> some chances and that's what they need to do. And hopefully and it, it continues when Taika Waititi directs whatever weirdo Star Wars thing he's going to end up doing. As long as they let him do what he wants to do. Oh, and you yeah. know, they will. I mean... Well, we said we said last week uh, when we talked when this was a, a fresh news topic, he basically saved the Thor franchise. They're going to let him do whatever he wants. And if they don't, he he'll quit. <laughs> he'll quit, and and yeah, yeah. Then they'll and have then to get Ron Howard. I, yeah, then you'll know ahead of time that you don't need to see this Star Wars movie. <laughs> exactly, exactly. All right. Well, hey, I think we have pretty much hit time for the week, so we should probably go ahead and wrap things up. You've been listening to Nerd Overload. Thank you very much for tuning in. You can find us each and every day over at nerdoverload.com. You can find us on social media on Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, and Instagram at Nerd Overload Now. You can email us at staff at nerdoverload.com. You can give us a call on the Nerd Overload hotline. The number for that is a series of eight digits that I'm pulling up on my phone right now. It is 586. It navigated away. It's 586-372-8020. Call in and tell us what your favorite track from the Tony Hawk Pro Skater soundtrack is. (laughs) All of them. All of them. Yeah. Yeah. There we go. Uh, you can find our all of our back episodes on various podcast catchers like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and more. I'd like to thank David Pencil for the use of our intro and outro. You can find more of his stuff at davidpencil.com. And finally, we are on Patreon, patreon.com backslash nerdoverloadnow. If you like the show and you want to help support us, you can head over there and find ways to do that. Get the show a couple days early uh, in the process. And uh, yeah, I think that's pretty much it. So again, thank you all for tuning in, and we will be back next week. It's out.